Hello, my name is Sophie Aldred and you, yes you, are listening to the 20 Megabyte Doctor Who podcast. Welcome to the 20 Megabyte Doctor Who podcast, episode 529. I'm Adam. I've got a quote, because Kobe's not here, I don't have to do one. Woohoo! And it's Deborah Melrose. <laughs> the Cyber King will rise. Yeah. Indeed. I'm like a man. Panda. Now, excuse me, I have a funeral funeral to attend. You had, you, you tripped over it. <laughs> you were saying something, what were you saying? <laughs> you have a Kirby to panda to. It's it quite a panda to. No, there's nothing no relation, relevant relevance to pandas. And of course, um, um, hopefully, Ben will show up later. So we're going to get straight on with uh, the next doctor, with um, a friend of us, uh, Valile Shabalala, who couldn't be bothered to answer any messages when I asked her if she'd come and actually have an interview about this particular production. But she might be busy, or she might be a bit annoyed that she was invited to uh, FantasyCon uh, 2, uh, but hasn't been invited to FantasyCon 2022 because we think it would be better to invite her to a Doctor Who-related one next year. And here's Ben Shoveler. Hold on. Oh, for goodness sake. I'm sure he says that somewhere. Hold on. Oh, should I be play, should I be playing some lift music at this point? Hold on. Oh, I Gee. can't hear anything. You can, might be able to hear me. I can't hear anything. I can't. Well, we don't hear you, ben. Blowing our ears away with the. Yeah. And he must know. Cause I said, um, I said, uh, and Ben Shovel, and, and he came on, didn't he? Yeah. I'm confused. And he went. Hold on. <laughs> oh, this is so typical of this show. Uh, well, while he's doing that, I can open up my my folder. That's on, so I can hear me. Hello, I can't even well. hear me. What the Jesus Christ. You're live, Ben. He Please can't hear up. that he's live. Anyway, oh, no, I can't find my folder. This is slick. Uh, what's this show called? Stop. I've got feedback from me. Yes, I can tell I you've got feedback from you. I've got feedback from me, but I have... What the Where hell? The... Hold on. Just give me a sec. I'm giving you a second. Give myself a second. Make sure I found the folder. on like it should be. Uh, jingles and effects. Was up there with when, we couldn't, when Kirby couldn't hear us? That was hilarious. How about the when oh, Kirby, I can hear you saying when, hello in the background. I can't hear it. <laughs> what about the was time when, laughing, the, when we pretended we couldn't That's hear Kirby? That was hilarious. What <laughs> the hell is going on? I don't know. You're the audio expert. I'm trying to find my um, jingles folder at the moment. You're the audio expert. <laughs> oh, here it is. Priority jingles. Yeah, where's the P? <sighs> oh, Priority nice. jingles. There we are. Right. Now, that sounded very Sylvester McCoy. Yeah, it's working. Right then. So um, while he's fiddling around with his bits, can we start? <laughs> we have started. This is so typical of the show. I'm going to see what what Lillian's saying. Right then, we stuff stuff coming through on the live feed. This is a filling, by the way, filling. Uh, Lillian Robin says, oh, "Hang on, hang on. Where's her original messages? Oh, one minute late for shame." And stop posting stuff. It keeps jumping up the screen. I heard there's some news on Doctor Who on the Doctor Who front. I saw something on his back. Um, Lillian Robin again says research and then something. That's a song by the Beatles. Um, Lillian Robin also says, this is all Lillian Robin. Are my levels OK? I couldn't tell you. 
and great podcasting. Yes, I know. Yeah, and we're you'll doing be our edi- best. Editing this one? No, I won't. Right, are you there yet, Ben? Nope, he's not there. Oh, she's going great. And this ben, is rebooting his system. Just turn up and try again. I'm here. He's, he's yeah. there. I've got it working. I can now hear you. Good. All I've got to do now is, is turn your volume up. Bloody test thing going. What test thing? Oh, there we go. Skype testing. Jesus. Hello. Sorry. Hello. Very oh, dear, that was entertaining, wasn't it, everybody yes, who's listening and watching the show? <laughs> oh, you're already recording then, are you? Yeah, Obviously. You were. <laughs> ah, right. Okay. Well, good evening. <laughs> good evening, Bloody Ben. Hell. How are you? Oh, I'm, 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 I'm as stressed as stress could be now with everything just going to pot around everywhere. Just, God dear, what is going on? Right then. I so I, I was about to do start the, the the next Doctor review, but as we we talk about the actual next Doctor bit first, as okay. we're, I mean, the, doc, the news the next Doctor rather than the next Doctor the episode we're watching. Isn't it ironic though that we're yeah, doing the next, doctor, the next Doctor and we, we get the news for of the next Doctor? The day would, and then Kirby and Mary can't be bothered to be on the show. It's amazing. Oh, really? Is it just the three Brits today, is it? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Just yeah. So this will be as slick as slick can be. Right then, so the news of, um, oh God, I've forgotten his name. Um, help, Debbie, help. What? The, the, the name of the actor that's playing the Doctor in future. Please oh. help. I haven't got any notes. No, I haven't got any notes. I'll be back in a second. I did do a screenshot, though. I'll see if I can find it from his screenshot. I got it. Oh, you got it, have you? Uh, Nakuti um, Gatwa. Nkuti Gatwa, yes. Nkuti Gatwa, of course, by by this time next year, everybody, it will, it will just roll off the tongue and we'll all be thinking how silly we were, that we, well, I was. I couldn't even get the name and remember and the name. he's a Scottish yes. now, the, oh, He's Scottish? No, he's not. He's African. Yeah. Anyway, no, so... Uh, when uh, when this name came up on my phone, actually, no, Mick came in and showed it to me. I said, oh, I know someone at home would be particularly delighted about that. And I wasn't wrong. Doctor Who has now regained a viewer, but not for any further. Oh, mind, I think that she will watch the final one for obvious reasons. Um, but we, um, yes, we've re- regained a viewer that uh, actually it's very embarrassing for myself that uh, Doctor Who has been so bad that... Um, Members of the family only watch it out of loyalty to me, not the fact. That, and when they do watch it, they fall asleep. So that's the great. Like so that's for me. When I saw his name, I thought, great, that's good news. So um, he's quite so young as well. He's he's twenty nine. Twenty nine. He's obviously a very good actor. Um, and uh, it's it's a reboot again, and it, it can't be any worse than it is now. So. Mm. But it is RTD, so we, we mm. keep our fingers crossed. We, yeah, but RTD has cast people in the past. People have gone, Tom oh, good, and it's turned out to be mm. quite good. Yeah. Ben is mm. completely the opposite uh, uh, what's your, what's your, uh, uh, frame of mind. I can tell by his, his text attitude. So what's right. the matter, Ben? So <laughs> the show at the moment, after... Uh, and Adam, you might notice a bit of a simile here to, uh, to something else in my life that we were discussing on Facebook yesterday. Oh, I'll have to look this up because I can't remember. <clears throat> For something that was once great that has fallen from Oh, you talking about Manchester United. Absolute turd. <laughs> um, like Doctor Who, in many respects, uh, used to have a great manager. Uh, he then left and gave it to a Scottish bloke who was absolutely incompetent. Um, and now it's time for a reboot, both of my football club and Doctor Who. And... Um, 
in my opinion, instead of signing Cristiano Ronaldo, they've signed Cristiano Cronaldo. <laughs> That's very good. I don't from, agree with you, but it's very from good. some club in Qatar. Or yeah. <laughs> it's absolutely. I mean, right? Okay, I know people we can get, but, but uh, personally, I think you should have had a big actor. This was the time to bring in a huge star as Doctor and make them the you know the, for the next three, four, five years and make them the face of it. Instead, they've brought in a nobody. Quite frankly, uh, all right. Some people have watched whatever. T- I've never ever heard of the geezer. I don't know what, t- what what he's even done before. I'm not interested. To be fair, I think they've got it absolutely bang wrong. Um, and I've not been watching for three years, and it's going to be very, 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 very easy to continue not watching. And I'm, I'm just not bothered. I think it's an appalling decision. Um, don't know where the geezer is. Not interested. Thank you very much. Good night, Doctor A Who. A lot of people and... said that about David Tennant when he was signed, and also about Matt Smith. Uh, well, I know you what you'll say about Matt Smith, but he, he has been yeah, quite successful. I was never a Matt Smith fan. You were quite right about mm. David Tennant, but look at it also in the fact that they bought, bought it back with Christopher Eccleston, who was a massive actor. All right, he wasn't Hollywood, but, you know, he was a big British actor. After that, who have we had? We had David Tennant, who was, you could quite easily say, a nobody at the time as well. Absolutely. Mm. He'd been in... Uh, Casanova, which was obviously done by RTD as well. And um, he yeah. then went on to have a massive career after that. Matt Smith, similar. Not a lot done before that. But since then, they brought in Peter Capaldi. He was a great doctor, which rubbish story. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that nearly came out wrong. Um, with rubbish stories. The writing was appalling. He was good, but nothing else around him was. Kind of like Cristiano Ronaldo at Man United. Then <laughs> <Yes>. uh, <laughs> David De Gea. Um, and... Um, and then Jodie Whittaker. All right. No, I'm not a fan. I don't think they should have ever cast a, a, a girl or a lady or a woman as the doctor. I'm absolutely abjectly against that and always will be. Um, and um, at least she'd been, you know, at least you know who she was. You know, she'd had a, a good run in Broadchurch. All right. The third series was absolute guff. But, um, you know, the first series was great. And she's, she was good in it. But again, the writing has been appalling. And I've been, I was, I was never going to watch it because to me, that's the wrong decision. And, um, I don't like don't like this decision. I'll, other people will completely disagree and say it's absolutely wonderful. He's been cast as this. Oh, it's great. We've got this bloke in it. I'm just off. I'm just not. Yeah, people like that do my head in. And if you're if anyone listening as one of them, don't ever contact me. <laughs> Quite frankly, um, I'm really peed off with it. Um, and I've been talking to one of our fellow cohorts uh, this afternoon quite a bit. And uh, they, too, think it's uh, an absolute sham of a decision. So, um, you know, I'm going to start agreeing with whoever that person was who shall remain unnamed. OK. And, uh... <laughs> but he says that about every new doctor. He has, so. <laughs> and uh, agree that the programme should have been canned about five years ago. It's just, you know done for me so uh yeah when we get to the new episodes i shall be doing them from over here <laughs> i'd like to say about alan de has, has corrected us uh and said uncuti as it's written down phonetically is pronounced shooty give us uh and uh, Lydia says did you say oh georgia tenant said there's a picture of uh, of shooty oh, yeah. um where they said hello dad on it that hello, was the funniest dad, post i've seen it. today <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I have to share that on Facebook. I don't oh, know it's it hilarious. Because of, um, um, I have to say, but I totally understand uh, your your feelings, but um, I prefer totally to be optimistic. I prefer to be optimistic. It, it yeah. is something new, um, and he might be, and he's a very good actor. He's very he's charismatic. Terrific. 
Yeah. He is more or less yeah. the star of of, <laughs> of uh, what's that series called? Um, uh, Sex Education. Um, so I think even... he could do it. We'll wait and see, won't we? It's, it's only going to happen. Never certainly. even heard of Sex Education. Uh, well, I mean, apart from when I was at school. Oh! Okay. Why are we getting sound effects? Because <laughs> <laughs> Terry Miles says he's only just getting and just sent him feedback. <laughs> So we'll wait and see, see what happens. I'm, I'm glad we've got so, so, something to look forward to. So when you, when you heard about it, Adam, were you a bit like this? No, I was actually quite pleased because I knew I'd get one of my children back into Doctor Who. So... Hey, hey, hey. If it means my husband is going to actually sit down and watch Doctor Who with me again, I'd be very happy, and he's already said he will. Yeah, I'm, I'm on the subject of never, having never heard of Set Education, that doesn't really matter. It, it's a highly successful programme. Uh, which uh, is being is coming back on Netflix for a third run. So many more more successful <laughs> programs. It's, successful. More successful, it's more successful than Doctor Who is at the moment uh, because it's um, it's still being bought in by a non-public uh, thingy uh, TV channel thingy. Well, I um, hope you all enjoy it. Good. Well, so do I. So do I. I'm very optimistic. I think it's wonderful. Um, announcement. I think it's going to ruffle more Why is it a wonderful announcement? What makes show, it wonderful? The show has been going in the very wrong direction, writing-wise, more than anything. Like right. ticking the boxes every episode of each woke episode, and then bringing in the romance again. I hate it. I just want to have a doctor that just has. Hold on, the PC Brigade are going to be are going to be well happy about it. What are you thought? No, I don't, don't agree with that at all, Debbie. I think PC Brigade would be going, oh, fantastic, we've got a coloured actor as Doctor Who. Huh? That's not what you were saying, was it, Deb? That's not exactly what I was saying at all. Well, no, no, that's how it came across to me. Sorry, I'm sorry if I misunderstood you, Deborah. relationship with another bloody companion, it takes away from the adventure. It's the love relationship we don't want anymore. There'll be some kind of gay relationship going on now again. I mean, it's just not Doctor Who. It's just PC claptrap. That's what I'm saying. Any relationship. Any romantic relationship between the Doctor and the companion. I don't understand why we have to have the drama of the Doctor in a relationship. When you look at what happened with the Ponds, having a relationship together as companions... That worked brilliantly well. Oh well, in that case, if I misunderstood what you said, I do apologise for putting yeah. any words into your mouth. That's all right. <laughs> I, I do wholeheartedly apologise. You put a lot of words in my mouth, and I just let them go because it's so bloody hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I did. No, sorry, I didn't, I didn't mean to, you know, cast dispersions on anything you were saying there. Um, well, I'm or, sorry if you misunderstood because I didn't mean to come across like that. No, 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 you have nothing to apologise no, for. Shut up. You said. God. Anyway, um, Adam, it's a very British podcast tonight. We're allowed to refuse to apologise. You know, I, I want to move on. I'm just saying that um, I, I understand. I understand Ben because Ben has the voice of you know and, and the opinion of, of, of a few Doctor Who fans. I haven't heard of him apart from Ben yet, but I'm sure there there will be some. And on the flip side of it, me, Deb, and I haven't um, obviously spoken to um, Kirby or Mary. Does hasn't heard of him, but I don't think she was particularly yay or nay about it Kirby has but we'll see what happens it's something new it's, it's a regeneration and uh. we can't we can't we can't just cast it away without having to see so what it's hopeful. like I'm I'm hopeful again every time we get a new doctor announcement that's basically where I was going with it was uh, hmm. I'm hopeful again. I get so excited about it. It might be pants. No, I, I, I was absolutely nonplussed about it. I wasn't excited. I wasn't intrigued by it at all. I was just like, who the f- is that? 
But I can say, it might be pants, but it also might be good. He might be rubbish, he also might be good. We'll wait and see what it's like. Nobody knows, Adam. That's the fun thing about it. But only you lot are going to find out. (laughs) (laughs) And I apologise to anyone who thought I I might have a a slight racial uh, thing to my... my, no, 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 the PC factor and everything. Well, there so, will yeah, be, but... um, there's an element of it, but I think, you know, I, I, I think we've moved I'm past, gonna... sorry, I've moved, I think we've moved past the idea of, oh, shock horror, it's a, it's a black way. doctor, because we had Joe Martin. Uh, we and we have a, another doctor actually speaking with his native accent. Maybe so, but I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure that he can actually do other accents. I know, but with the American listeners, we're struggling, especially with Jody's accent, oddly above... Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, he's either going to be doing his soft, soft African accent or he's going to be doing a, a British accent. We'll find out. Anyway. I'm pretty sure he won't do an American one. Um, but, yeah, it's... Uh, he might surprise you, Adam. <laughs> but, but you can imagine the companion saying, well, why have you got an African accent? And him saying, every planet has an Africa. But, <laughs> <laughs> mm. but uh, no, I think it's been proven that it, the, 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 the skin tone of a person playing the Doctor doesn't matter because Joe Martin was probably could have played the Doctor instead of Jodie Whittaker. No offence, Jodie, but Joe nailed it in the two or three oh, yeah, she bits got the- she's done. She nailed it really, really well. But anyway. I thought she was in appalling. To be appalling. Honest, sorry, yeah, appalling. No, he meant, he meant uh, appalling. Uh, not, not, not appalling. <laughs> not appalling. Rubbish. <laughs> I, I disagree. I the bit I saw of Joe Mine, she was, I thought she was nothing like a doctor. Don't have stop it. I mean, no, obviously no, that's your opinion. But <laughs> my opinion. I, I thought I didn't think she was anywhere near. I, I, the, it's been lost. The whole show has been lost. And this announcement today, who is he? I've got no idea. Put someone. Who's an act, you know a big uh, actor in that? And as I said, you'll go. Well, David Tennant wasn't. Matt well, Smith that can always go both ways. Putting somebody who's a big actor yes, but in you it can't take the chance of it at the moment. The show is teetering on the edge of cancellation because it's been so crap for the last three years. And in look many, how, many look people's how opinion. People watch this latest special. Hmm? Oh, Sorry, I don't want to talk the, about that. The worst number of people ever watched Doctor Who. The and least. that's my because point. The, because the episode the is terrible. Being, <laughs> that's why. Yes, it is. But there has been terrible, Adam. Yeah. It's, it's all very well people looking at something through rose-tinted spectacles, going, it's Doctor Who, it's all fantastic. No, it's not. It's been absolute crap recently. To the point where people like myself, who have watched it since I was naught years old, have just discarded it because it's just not worth watching. It's not entertaining. Yeah. It's preachy. It's PC. My dad yeah, stopped. Yeah, I just want to move away my from PC. So. From the beginning, you know, it's like my dad stopped watching it. Yeah, that's exactly. What... And and that is not what they need to be doing now. They need to be getting people back to watching it with good they stories. A, they made a they made a really good signing by bringing in a great manager in Russell T Davis, bringing him back, hoping he can you know sparkle like he used to, and then. Instead of continuing with the what could have been a rise of it, in my opinion, they've kind of they've bought in an absolute who, uh, not an well, absolute. There you go. It's Doctor Who. who. No, it's Doctor Who's the actor. But who is the actor? Who is he? They needed someone, a, a name who they could build it off, not a nobody, because they're, they're trying to bring through yeah, the under twenty threes. I know what you're saying, but to some, it is rather it's, it's uh, Davis. That's yeah, but, enough of a name. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, yeah. as to who the actor is, it's all down to who you know, isn't it? Some a lot of the people that watch things like Netflix shows, like um, yeah. 
uh, what's that what's that one sex education will know who he is so that will oh, then yeah. bring in those viewers doctor who fans are diehard like myself will watch it anyway uh, and if it happens to be absolutely amazingly good or, you know yes you might lose some but if you, you gain more viewers than you lose and well you, there you, are you, a lot of variables there though adam aren't there because i'm just saying if they know this actor, whoever, bring whoever it, it is. Yeah, but bringing in the the big names doesn't always work in, in any um, franchise. doesn't always No, but work. you've got more of a chance of making it work, bringing in someone who more people have heard of by bringing... Because no matter what your argument is there, and I do see what your point is, the people who were watching him on Netflix, how many people watch them, you know, watch that single show on Netflix, only Netflix know. So it could be 30 people. It could be 5,000. It could be 50 million. It could be half half, half the planet. We, we don't know. But the chances of, you know, the majority of them following an actor from an show that they watched over isn't very high. Some people will go, oh, I like him. I'll go and watch that show as well. And then if it's no good or not what they expect, because, you know, if you're bringing people into a science fiction fantasy TV show and they aren't really aware of what's going on around well, it. Well, they yeah. ain't lasting long. It, They're going to turn what, up, they rock up, they watch one episode and they go, what the? What's that I'm about? Really, I'm really worried about all the uh, little old ladies who absolutely love Jensen Ackles in Supernatural and they're going to go and try and and watch the new series of The Boys because the lovely Jensen Ackles is in it. It's going to be hilarious. I'm waiting for a major fallout on Facebook for the few people about it. But anyway, Lillian Robbins says, get on with it. So that's exactly what we're going to do. Well, yeah, okay, the, the next Doctor, the TV the show, The doctor. Next Doctor. Beg your pardon? We're discussing The Next Doctor. We have been discussing The Next Doctor. Now we're discussing The Next the Doctor. Next doctor. Yeah. So the, the next, next doctor, doctor. <laughs> at the end of the previous episode, the doctor was really gloomy and grumpy, but the TARDIS uh, materialises in a snowy, Christmassy environment, and he's all cheerful and, oh, it's Christmas, and stuff. Love the cheeky kids. Yes. Uh, and it happens to be snowing, uh, and, and he goes up to the one of the is, little kids Christmas. and says, uh, what year is this? And the kids said something, I uh, um, can't remember what he said, something well, flippant. Yeah, what day is it? He's, yeah, he's, oh, yeah. He's, what, what day is it? And he tells him it's Christmas Eve. And uh, what year is it? Don't you bloody know? Well, surely you will ask what year it is before what day, wouldn't you? Anyway, so he's wandering around this square and um, there's some shouting. He overhears some shouting and it's the good old Valile. Uh, sorry, Rosita. Um, <laughs> something's kicking off. And then um, she's saying about the, the doctor coming along and he, he thinks she's talking about him. And, of course, then David Morrissey sort of bounces in and... Uh, takes over brilliant um, they should have got neil morrissey <laughs> and um or morrissey <laughs> then there's um a very wonky sort of cyber head and the titles roll diddle -dung, diddle -dung, and a little um, action adventure between these two we what we assume when we watched it originally we assumed this was another incarnation of the doctor of course you've noticed that russell t davis was actually playing along with this because obviously there was the hint that the, that the doctor's coming to the end and we know he is anyway because he's it's been announced at the baftas or whatever that he was leaving anyway uh so they drops in these since we had the near regeneration at the towards the end of the last series which was like two episodes ago and now we're meeting what might be another incarnation of the doctor um but obviously we find out later, isn't it? So, uh, so they go oh, chasing spoilers! After <laughs> we go chasing after this cyber shade, which I felt then and felt now that it was a bit of a pointless uh, yeah. character, really, yeah. to be fair. 
but it was yeah. it produced a little comic scene where they were been they were chasing after it and being dragged along the floor and nearly being pulled out of an open window and then hugging each other because of the excitement of uh, you know being in the a little adventure. I love the way that Lele portrays the not the slightest bit impressed with the doctors. Um, <laughs> attitude. Um, not again. <laughs> yeah. And then the doctor has a conversation with him. Oh, yeah, well, no, what happened to you? Did I trip over a brick? Or because you know, he's he's convinced that he he's a future him. Uh, but it appears that the doctor, the other doctor, uh, has a bit of a memory block. And there's a little bit of a flashback, isn't there, to something um, in his memory, which is obviously we find out later is the, the data. Is it a data core thing? I can't remember now. The data core. Yeah, it's something like yeah, yeah. And then we flash to um, um, the Cybermen um, sort of having a conversation with Miss Hartigan, played by a, an Irish actor whose name I've forgotten. Yeah. Uh, uh, Neve. No, it's not Neve, anybody. No, I know. She's Irish, though, so it might well be. I don't, see, I don't think the character she played in this is Irish. Though. That program, Ballykiss Angel. Oh, was it? There was another one she was in um, where she, um, she went to bed with uh, the bloke who... What's her name? Darvla Kerwin. Darvla Kerwin, that's it. But there was, Kirvin. I remember years and years ago, she, she did a love scene with an, an older man in the drama she was playing. And, uh, and the older man was played by that bloke in the... Uh, uh, that was it Morrissey? One, no. <laughs> um, Van Gogh. He, he, was, he was the one in the museum that was they were touring the Doctor and, and Amy. For heaven's sake, it's Van Gogh. Come and on. <laughs> So anyway, one of the obviously, Adam seems to be falling ill. <laughs> one of the yeah, COVID's coming back. Um, one of the um, Cybermen has a brain on view, just just for the fact that they could. Uh, interesting though, these are all cyber Cybermen still. Um, anyway, so they they're sort of drafting in this Miss Hartigan who has a, a real mind of her own. And then there's a funeral. And um, an old the, man. Uh, the Morrissey Doctor and um, Rosita are watching over the fence while this uh, thing is happening uh i think miss hartigan rocks up at the funeral wearing a red dress which oh yes uh, she looked great didn't it, yeah she did but it didn't impress the funeral goers is that what they're called mourners oh, mourners yeah. afternooners <laughs> so anyway, evening is depends when it takes place i suppose another it's conversation true. between the doctors uh where um the the I doctor is not he's pretending to be john smith at the moment to save confusion for the other doctor um Jackson, isn't it? Um, is trying to sort of uh, wake Michael. up memories in his mind, and then he finds a, <laughs> finds a finds a, a data core and sort of projects it onto the screen, and it's a, it's like Britain's history up to that point, and, and that that creates a flashback to him holding. This is the other Doctor holding a data core at some point, and. Um, and then the we Cyberman all thought he was a doctor appears. who'd put his life in a data core that this time into a fob watch and then transfer it into a he digital watch. He did think watch. that, yes, that's very true. Seven. But when he opened up, that was a, a quite a good scene, that, where he sort of, he, he, they built it up quite dramatically and he opened up the fob watch and it fell apart. Oh, maybe not, then he says. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes, that, that was an amusement, wasn't it? It was a bit of an amusement. I enjoyed it highly. <laughs> Right, just moving on. Uh, yeah, so the the sidemen turn up at the funeral and start deleting people. Delete. Delete. 
They don't use that term anymore. Have you noticed that? No, the current... Yeah. yeah but the PC brigade don't like it. What, don't like delete? No. no. It's, it's got to be backspace now. <laughs> Very good. Backspace. I like that one. That's one of the better ones, Ben. I have to use that in one of my TikToks. Um, right. Really? <laughs> yes? I, I'm not offended at all by that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't watch TikTok. Anyway. What, 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 what channel's TikTok on? <laughs> so, yeah, there's um, they're all... Uh, hiding away, um, having a conversation um, while Hartigan um, plots, and the Cybermen actually do some plotting. I'm moving forward quite a lot. It's just quite good. I'm liking this. And um, you said that. Yeah, and then there's um, there's a data. Where is the data core they find that's actually got all the Doctor stuff in it, and the, the Doctor projects it onto the wall, and it's quite cool. I remember at the time, you think, oh, it's your old Doctor Who stuff. How exciting! Uh, and that's what um, that house, they find it in the house that they uh, that's it but the exciting well that's when um jackson realizes he's not the doctor more or less and um he must have ste- basically had that beamed into his head uh and later on in the episode we see it actually happen and then a load that's of children have been because thank you because um, <laughs> miss hartigan has, has decided that uh, that a good workforce it. in the in the victorian ages was children which in fact was the case so they're rounding up a load of children I remember with, there was a mention of of hartigan being the matron of workhouse wasn't there so there was, there was a bit of a theme going on there with with workhouses so all the workout workhouse children uh, were rounded up to do some work for the Cybermen to build this Cyber King thing. And, Cyber King. And as um, oh, what's your name? Uh, uh, memories. Oh yeah, Jackson's memories start coming up. He realizes at one point his <laughs> wife's been killed. <laughs> what do you? What's I your... who I am. He realizes at one point oh, that, that the Cybermen no. killed his wife, and then. <laughs> While he's in that building with all the little kitty winks, he realises he's got a child up there. And that child is really weird looking, wasn't he? Why? Hartigan gets taken over by the Cybermen they, and her eyes go all black. And um, then they, they um, yeah, they, I think they have to get the kids out before the, the Cyber King thing starts walking around London. This great big, massive, giant wooden thing. Um the doctor it's rescues, isn't it? Doctor rescues Jackson's son by swinging on a rope high up in this thingy, and um, so Jackson and his son, his very strange-looking son, um, are what? reunited. Strange and looking. I didn't think he was strange-looking. He's really he's strange in a bad way. Him, no, I didn't mean strange <laughs> in a bad way. He just had a very sort of unusual look to him. Um, okay. Very striking. Very striking look to him. Anyway, I'm just just having a look to see who played him. Um, his name was Adam Pearson. <laughs> yeah, um, oh, we forgot to mention the TARDIS. The, sorry, the other Doctor's TARDIS, Jackson's TARDIS, was a balloon. Oh, I love Jackson's TARDIS. Which obviously would come in handy later in the episode when the would. Doctor flew it, um, so he could have a chat with um, taken over Hardigan and beam stuff into her to. I love that. Hot to sever the connection. <laughs> Sever the connection. Well, he did. The doctor did, did give him a ch- give them a chance. I, I'm, I'm going to let you off. To, to stop doing this. Um, otherwise, I will stop you. Um, but of course, it was. I'll uh, shut up. And um, so, yeah. No, I don't yeah. like that. Sorry. Yeah. You don't like that. Why don't you like it? No, no, no. I mean, the, yeah, I'm not. Oh, going the doctor. To, yes, I'm I not going to do it. No, I don't like. I don't like being given a fair ultimatum. I'd rather you just kill me. Oh. 
Oh, I've just seen Dennis Waterman's dog. Yes, he has, yes. Um, oh. So anyway, um, the Doctor saves the day. And, <laughs> Big fan. Um, the other Doctor is given a tour of the, the TARDIS console room and um, oh, then that. invited to Christmas dinner. That. Initially, he said no, but he did invite, give, give in and go to Christmas dinner. Well, I know I like the fact that he uses the fact that he's had him in his head. I love that. It's like, come on, no, I've I've been in there. I know what you're like. Come on, and I love that. Right then. So before we talk about um, briefly, this is great about the next Doctor stuff coming through on the live feed. Brandon Moore says, and this is directed at Mr. Benjamin Shoveler. What a surprise! Does he not agree? <laughs> he says, as a twenty-four, my view be quiet. I'm doing Brandon. As a 24-year-old, what? As we talk. <laughs> As a 24-year everyone I know watches Sex Education, and everyone who I've spoken to today has said they will now watch Doctor Who because he's in it. I thought that might happen. Um, and we okay, do need well, to we'll rope in some younger viewers. Lillian Robin, who had heard of Tom Baker before he was the Doctor? Yeah, I was absolutely His gutted. Mom? I was gutted <laughs> when they said Tom Baker was going to be the Doctor and take over Lady from my John Pertwee. Yep. Milkman, postman. Bloody <laughs> um, loud. And this is a bit you won't like, Ben, but um, I know it won't bother you. Ben's argument is invalid. And uh, <laughs> I'd just, just like to remind viewers and listeners that those sound effects are not coming from my control desk. They're coming from the, the shoveler hub. The, the shoveler shed, I should say. Um, Lily Robin says, info stamp, get it right. Oh, it's an info stamp. Sorry, I said data stamp, didn't I? Sorry, Lillian. Um, you need a pedant. No, I don't. We're having a nice day today, aren't we, everybody? We're having a British evening. Data core, indeed. She's being Kirby, basically. Lillian has decided to... She's nominated herself as Kirby today. Lillian is and, tonight's representation of Kirby Bartlett-Stone. And I think, I think Ben is going to love this particular uh, pun from um, Alan T. Butcher. Oh, Benjamin good. is really shoveling it today. So, Ben, what did you think of the next Doctor TV episode with uh, David Morrissey and David Tennant? That one. Well, it doesn't really matter what I say. Everyone's going to disagree with me anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm allowed an opinion, man. Of course uh, you are. Of course you are. Yeah, doesn't mean I'm wrong. I'm never wrong. Uh, that, the episode uh, itself was a... Um, it was all right, wasn't it? I mean, I it, had some I think of it, yeah. it had some nice, funny bits in it. Um, obviously, it had our lovely Valila in it. Valila! Valila oh, Shabalala. Oh, she's lovely. She um, and, um, yeah, it had some good bits. It was nothing outstanding. Um, it was clever in parts, obviously, in the way that we all, as you said, all thought that the next Doctor was going to be the next Doctor, and it took about half an hour for Russell T. Davis to go, <laughs> I got ya, <laughs> um, which he did, because, um, yeah, in that respect, most of us did. I mean, the TARDIS is the balloon was just hilarious, um, uh, but it did have some, you know, silly bits in it, as you said, at the start, that the whole chasey thing with the cyber dog thing was just ridiculous. Um, <laughs> I know it's a science fiction fantasy TV. And it was a Christmas special, remember? And it was snowing. Yeah. So, um, but, uh, yeah, I, I did give it a watch a couple of weeks ago. I thought uh, Darvel Cohen was very good in it. Yeah. Um, uh, outstanding, actually, I'd say. Um the story itself, yeah, it was good enough. Uh, it, it ticked along nicely, um, it resolved itself nicely, and uh, on to the next one. Right, I'm just going to say what I thought of it. Oh, I thought it was all right. Um, 
It wasn't wasn't one of the rubbish ones. It wasn't one of the good ones. It was just, uh, but I do yeah. I did lo- do like it more now, uh, having met uh, uh, and Obviously, I'm just watching all her bits with a little smile on my face. To be fair, what did you think, Deborah? Well, obviously, friend of the show's in it. She's an amazing character anyway. And uh, yeah, this this is a great Christmas one. This is a, a terrific Christmas episode of Doctor Who. The music's brilliant. The the palette is fantastic. Very festive palette, but also you've got you know, obviously the major rise of steampunk around this time. So um, you've got the, the Cyber King is just a fantasy of steampunk. And it, it's just good fun. And uh, uh, I think the thing that does stand out for me in this one was the music. And then obviously you've got the two doctors who have acted together in uh, Liverpool a long time ago. And um, that was terrific. And they, um, yeah, I think, I think it's just a, a cracking good fun episode knowing what's coming it's just a spot of light relief really oh well there we go Uh, right then, so I'm, uh, that's good. Thank you, everybody. Uh, yeah, well, we better see what uh, Kirby's uh, little request for feedback uh, resulted in, shouldn't we? Um, he time. says, Podrast, pod podcast recordings, uh, Sunday 8th May, 7pm, British time, to discuss the next Doctor. Please provide feedback to 20mb.feedback at gmail.com or leave a comment is, here. So the comments is, here are... Hold on, is, is, is Kirby not here today? <laughs> Have you not noticed? Oh, I hadn't noticed. <laughs> Robert Bench Jr., one of my favourite specials next to the waters of Mars. Has he been sarcastic? Um, actually, waters of Mars is too bad, actually, to be fair. The waters um, of Mars is terrifyingly good. <laughs> it is terrifying. <laughs> um, the actor who I wouldn't plays agree the... with either of those words. <laughs> <laughs> the actor who plays the Jackson Lake character acts like the Peter Davison Fifth Doctor, a very... Sugary, sorry, sugary yeah. type story. Three and a half out of five. Neil James. Yeah, well, actually, I've never thought of that. Was like that before? The fact that he, he kind of plays him as Peter Davison. Well, I he's also he you've got to remember his he, his doctor is Peter Davison as well. That's what well, he says in the in the uh, extras, which I'm sure Kirby will either correct me or well, validate. Well, you've done your job in in but, re- but referencing you... Kirby. But now <laughs> thinking about it, thinking uh, uh, I've never thought of it like that before. But now you've mentioned it. So many things just kind of go. Actually, yep. that is spot on. So that's a really good point. Does it deserve a ding? Yeah. Hold on. No, it deserves a. What? What? Deserves a ding. <laughs> yes. Deserves one of them. First time. Okay, the watch's you... chance to improve on it. Well, I can do you another one. Oh, no, that'll do. No, 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 no. Neil James. I've got a third. <laughs> What's that one? Worse than Isla with the Mrs. A's fart cannons, honestly. All right, thank you, that'll do. Right, then, Neil James says, the next Doctor, David Morrissey, is terrific in this story. His portrayal portrayal of the Doctor Jackson Lake is charming, compelling and believable. He is definitely the best thing about this episode. No, he isn't. Finile is. No. Um, (laughs) But there are certainly some... Other good points too. Rosita is fun. She is. I did mention that just a moment ago. The snowy period setting works well. And what's well, to like about the massive TARDIS balloon? I talk, talk about the the Jackson Doctor and, and Rosita. I know obviously the Rosita bit is because of the Rose connection. But, I mean, if you imagine that, that he was the Doctor and Rosita was the companion, that, that those two would be a great Doctor companion thing because there was no way Rosita was you know romantically interested in Jackson or, or the Doctor or whatever uh, and she just played that that sort of com- companion role 
absolutely superbly. And it did remind me very much of, of Tennant and Tate. And I think that I think that's what they were sort of trying to sort of uh, replicate uh, channel that sort of thing between it was it was really good she was great anyway right as far as the story i find the jackson lake disappearance far more interesting than cyberman threat yeah the cybermen were a bit sort of superfluous they were just they were there for the sake of it weren't they to this story they yeah. wouldn't have actually needed them to no be they weren't they could have had anybody there really yeah. uh, miss hartigan is a fine villainess but i'm afraid mm. that new who cybermen continue to bore me unfortunately mm. the jackson lake mystery is cleared up at the halfway point, and there is still another half an hour to fill. And those sorry, those last 30 minutes are just a bit rubbish, ending with a giant Marvel-like third act featuring uh, an uninspired CGI menace. That's a <laughs> good sentence. Um, the next I like doctor, that, uninspired CGI menace. I'm just going to make a note. I'm just going to make a note. Jot that down, Ben. Jot that. I'll just write it down now. <laughs> the next doctor gets off to a flying start, but, but, but just can't quite keep up the quality to fill its hour-long runtime. Difficult to love, but I do like it. Three out of five. Kirby Bartlett Sloan. Where is he? How appropriate we were talking about the next Doctor. Yeah, we, we actually referred to that earlier on. I think a few people might have spotted Never mind. We um, it in before he, anyone else because look at the time stamp of when he posted this feedback. Billy Kirkbright <laughs> says... <laughs> Billy Kirkbright said, Good episode, right? No, it's all okay. kids. Good episode. Okay. 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 And then, <laughs> but Kirby Bartlett Sloan, Billy Kirkbright, I'm unavailable for today's recording, so I can't attempt to read this in my approximation of your accent. Oh, Billy God, Kirkbright please. said, "Lol, okay. I'm gutted." <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Okay. <laughs> and then uh, Kirby says, "Ben Shoveler can fill in. I'm sure. No, he can't. I've done it. Right then. Um, Brandon oh, was, Ward said, was that an impression of Billy? Was it?" Uh, Moore, oh, okay. lovely bible written here by Brandon Moore the cyber king will rise indeed how like a man that's in the inverted commas oh well, that was a quote from Hartigan wasn't it no okay apologies yeah. for not sending any feedback last time I was at yeah. a family wedding and forgot I liked Journey's End a lot though the resolution of simply blowing up the Daleks is rubbish and the over prophesizing and under delivering of a companion death is a letdown so those things lower the, than it down to a sort of lowered it down to an eight out of ten and i was disappointed with what what cliffhanger was dropped oh she was disappointed the what what cliffhanger was dropped because they know that's what they used to do before the christmas specials wasn't it the what what which leads us into the next doctor by russell t wait 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 hang on the next doctor is <laughs> Shuchi Gotwa. Well, I'm going to have to write it down as Shuchi because it doesn't look like it when you read it out. I thought I was well, pronouncing it right, but obviously not. Uh, well, this is a surprise, but a good one. Loved him in Sex Education, and sure he will be great in this. Looking forward to the new series now. <laughs> Whatever, whenever it may be. Now, how I say, the Doctor's supposed to be an alien. I'm pretty sure this Shuchi chap can play an alien because he's quite an alien. He's got that sort of alien look to him anyway. So good start anyway there were there hang on, where, anyway where were we oh yeah sorry that's exactly what i was thinking myself um the next doctor is david morrissey this story was uh, sorry worked uh, i shouldn't be reading this because my glasses are playing up uh worked a lot that's better on first viewing 
as re repeated watching sh the show The Fake Doctor Fake Out to be tedious and unnecessary. David Morrissey is very good at playing an approximation of the Doctor rather than the Doctor himself, which is a nice choice. The Cybermen are pretty bad and clunky in these this story. It says these this stories. That means he means this story. The Cyber Shades look great. No, they don't. Oh, sorry, look great on paper, but terrible on screen. He means screen. Stop Remember we used to do this many years ago and when, when he deliberately dropped in these um, spelling errors and I used to read them out exactly as he wrote them. Um, the Cyber King is terrible on paper and even worse on screen. Oh, no, he wrote it again. Oh, no, that's just, oh, God, you're confusing me. So he says the Cyber Shades and the Cyber King are both terrible on paper. I'm moving on. Right, Derval Kerwin is hot on paper, but terrible on screen. Yes, the Cyber King is terrible. You're all right, thank you, Debbie. Thank you, thank you. Yes, yeah, I, I think we got how I cocked it up quite <laughs> clearly. Derval Kerwin is hot, but wasted in this story due to the doctorly deception dragging dreary dead weight around this story. The plot doesn't really kick in gear until the second half. Basically, it's a drag. The Cyber King is awful, and I generally find myself looking. Losing interest, sorry, after the sword fight. It's good Christmas fodder, I guess. So I'll be generous and give it a 6 out of 10. Next time, all aboard number 200. Do you remember Kirby... when we used to have Christmas specials? Uh, yeah. Kirby... Yeah. yeah. Instead of the instead of the New Year's Day demotion slot that uh, it seems to have been chucked into. Kirby Bartlett Sloan says... Where my, is he? My quote. War. That's cheating sneaking up. Do you have your leg on silent? Or legs on silent? Oh, I don't know what you mean. You didn't ask me for my quote. Oh, I haven't. I didn't have one, so I thought you, you were so busy trying to work out how to get the sound right. This story is passable. <laughs> I'll do a quote then. God, oh, jeez. Run. Run. What does that mean? Run. Oh, run. Run. Okay. Run. This story is passable. I love the weirdness of having a semi-doctor, and I believe this was the first story with a video confirmation on the info stamp that McGann Doctor was canon. We only saw a drawing in sorry, a drawing in the John Smith diary. The Cyber Rats or uh, uh, Cyber Shades were rubbish. Cyber King was cool. Um, I suppose it was to a degree. My problem is more with it being forgotten by history. Oh yeah, you mean the Cyber King. Love the balloon TARDIS joke. The place yeah, where the children were slaving away was built in the remnants of the Torchwood hub set. Oh, who wants <laughs> one of these? I wanted to know more about Rosita and how she hooked up as a companion to the Jackson Lake Doctor. Maybe Big Finish has done it. Mary would be. Mary would know. Happy birthday, Mary. Oh, yeah, happy birthday, Mary. I did wish her a personal happy birthday. But um, now she's turned 50, I suppose she's going to have to start thinking again of um, some slippers and stuff. Slippers and oh, no. Anyway, no, <laughs> no. Um, that's it for that uh, feedback Wait. section. Not too bad effort there, Kirby, I have to say. Uh, we have had worse um, responses Where is to he? your requests. He's off doing something. It's Mother's Day in America. Is it? Oh, OK, well, that's, that's fair enough. Um He's Kirby not here. I'm surprised he hasn't pumped in what he thinks of the, the new, the new new doctor the announcement. Do you know what? I'm sure we'll hear. We may do. I suppose we'll hear it in in, in, a, a, in the next instalment. I suppose. I would have thought so. Uh, where we got? I've got a, a jingle to find. There it is. Hello. 
talking mega about podcasts in Kirk. Well, Halloween. The next Doctor, my Russell T Davies. A Christmas special to start a year of specials. If David Tennant was going to leave the show, this would be the episode to introduce a new Doctor. <laughs> and Davies briefly fools the audience into thinking that David Morrissey was taking over. Ah, yes, indeed. It turns out this is a misunderstanding. Brought about by Cyberman memory technology. They call it a red herring, Ian. The female <laughs> villain is Miss Hartigan, played by Dervla Kerwan. Dervla Kerwan was a female lead for three years of Goodnight Sweetheart, oh, a comedy drama was. TV series. She played the 1940s girlfriend of a time traveller who also had a wife in the 1990s. Then she was replaced by another actress, a procedure Doctor Who fans are familiar with. The Cybermen claimed they were liberate Miss Hartigan, but they planned to use her as the mind of a giant robot. The next Doctor, his companion Rosita, and the tenth Doctor win out in the end, and the Doctor goes to Christmas dinner to remember his lost companion. They claim the giant Cyber King stomping around will not be remembered. An enjoyable romp with snow and urchins and sentimentality. <laughs> Bye for now. Thank you, Ian. Very good summary. Um, as opposed to a very good wintery or a very good autumny. <laughs> um, maybe Delrose has some blurb to dictate from one of our regular listeners and somebody she happened to bump, in, bump into in cows a few weeks ago. Oh, yeah. That was fun. Ah, it's snowing. This must have been a Christmas episode because we all know it snows at Christmas. Well, in BBC Writer's Land, it seems to. Is this a new Doctor I see before me? No, hang on, he didn't regenerate. Has he met himself? No, this is someone impersonating him. That dog has a head like a Cyberman. Of all the silly things you could do, fancy lassoing it than not letting go as it climbs up a three-storey building wall. (laughs) Fun fact, David Tennant did his back in doing the stunt, being dragged on the floor by the cyber shade. Yes, you already said that, Kirby. <laughs> David Kerman was brilliant in this, when in fact all the cast were excellent, well, except his son's, freck- son's freckles. In his memories, the boy had exaggerated freckles, but when they saved him, he had only a normal face. I hadn't noticed that. I know it's only a science fiction fantasy TV show, but the temple was only 37 feet to this point. Cyber King was about 1,000 feet tall. How did it fit in the Thames? Very good. Maybe lying down? Uh, science fiction fantasy TV mm. show. Sorry. Still, we both enjoyed the episode and now await the next special at Easter, Planet of the Dead. Stay safe and well, everybody. Linda and Terry Miles. Yes, Easter specials have certainly gone downhill, haven't they, since those mm-hmm. ones? Since Easter. Thank you, Linda and Terry. Yes, thank you, Terry. Thank you, Terry. And Linda. And Linda. And, 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 Linda. and the dogs. And the gorgeous dogs. Oh, they're beautiful. They're the, not a dog the, dogs remind me of, um, the, you know, for car wash breaks down, the, the two, two spinning <laughs> doodads sort of just roll along the road. That's the Miles' dogs. They're absolutely gorgeous and fluffy and cuddly. Oh, they were. Isla fell absolutely in love with them. But you certainly know it when they tread on your foot. Right then. <laughs> Ben Shoveler will now dictate Councillor Alan T. Butcher. Oh, who's taking on the Kirby role? What do you mean? The, oh, uh, well, there's not much many, anybody here, is there, for that particular role? Uh, fair enough. I, I, I don't even if it's neat. Oh, oh you can do it, Deb. I've got I've got technical stuff to deal with. I haven't even sorted out a behind the scenes stuff. Yeah. Oh, right, let's see if it still works. 
It does. Right then, go on then, Ben. <laughs> I can't remember what Kirby says. Oh, it, uh, it gets he says, he gets fed in. It's the um, science fiction uh, fantasy TV uh, show. Bit. Science fiction fantasy TV show. That's if it's in there. It's yeah. not. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> totally on. Debs, uh, I'll shout you when I need you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll sit here on tenterhooks. Right, okay. Well, this is going to be uh, quite appalling because I haven't even looked at this yet. So I'm just going to read it straight off, which I can't do. Oh, dear. <laughs> uh, tired acronyms regarding TARDIS delivered in style. Oh, look at the size of that one, Doctor. Yes. <laughs> It's a big one, isn't it, Rosita? <laughs> <coughs> oh, dear. Oh, hold on. Hold on a minute. I can join in with you there. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'm going to give the councillor some uh, some much-needed sound effects. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, OK. Uh, the next Doctor is, of course, a closely studied examination of how someone can pass themselves off of something they are not if they become convinced enough they are that thing. Little bit of politics there. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I don't know which party he bats for, but you know, <laughs> he never makes it obvious. That's yeah. the thing. <laughs> Says the Labour councillor. It should be noted <laughs> that the Cyberman suddenly creating a big Cyber King for no adequately explored reason does not seem logical. In fact, nor does draining another planet's energy into yours until it just explodes. So no change there. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, hold on. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, we also learn that despite Michael Gray's intervention, the Doctor sort of made it to Blackpool eventually with the man that became Jackson Lane. Why do I keep calling it Liverpool? Because uh, we're about 15 miles away from each other, aren't we? Fair enough. But it's Blackpool and I call it Liverpool, so apologise mm. if anybody listening has been thinking I'm an absolute terrible person. Are you being liverist? No, Liverpool's a bit less of a dive. Um, I, I love, <laughs> I love Blackpool. I do oh, love really. Blackpool. Oh, no. Can you ask me if I'm being liberal? Please allow me to defend myself. If you go to Blackpool and you're walking north up the promenade, the left-hand side is amazing. The right-hand side, it, it looks like it could do with a bit of a dust-up. Liverpool, however, when I, when we went can. there, was quite nice and, and tidy. Carry on. All in all, the next Doctor is an original tale, entertaining, intriguing, and cleverly uses the elongated period of anticipation and speculation about Tennant's departure from the show. Wound into the narrative. I should complete that sentence with those words. Uh, the Cyber King does stand out a bit like a sore thumb and is maybe somewhat as painful. However, the fake Doctor and companion give great performances and definitely outshone a dodgy cyber concept and an excellent villainess. Oh, and an excellent villainess is a cherry on the top of the cake. Okay. <laughs> this story is perhaps 40 or more episodes too short as David Morrissey is an excellent actor yes. who could have been a great <laughs> Doctor Who. Interesting. Next up, Doctor Who. And the return of the Menotra, Menotra. Menotra in clothes, or Lady Christina and the prophecy of three knockers. Those are my <laughs> thoughts. The councillor, Alan T. Mitchell. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. 
Yeah. Oh dear, it's exactly <laughs> right. Oh, right. Dear. You know we've done this in the wrong order, don't you? Because I found this. Well, good evening to anybody who's here. Andrew and here. It's Bank Holiday Monday evening. I'm sitting here in my TARDIS towel, straight out of the bath. Oh. I've got a nice cup of fruit oh, tea to drink. It's a bit early for a drink, yes. And just this morning, I got up and did all the ironing and watched The Next Doctor, which I thoroughly enjoyed. I think it was very well set to the start with, with uh, thinking, well, who is this man who says he's a doctor? And like he's the actually a doctor, and again. you don't hear, find out that um, his TARDIS is actually a balloon. And he hasn't really got two hearts until quite late in the story. So you're actually wondering, well, hang on a minute, has the Doctor regenerated? Is this a future regeneration? Who is this man? I think that's what, because Ooh, part of the mystery, you bring up the Fog Watch, which actually, of course, comes to play, but for different reason. It doesn't contain the Timeless memories, but it does actually tell him who he actually is. Uh, it's very good the way they bring the side men in, and you're never quite sure you know, what actually happened. How did they think that this man, was Jackson Lake, was actually the Doctor? Uh, you've got all these little devices with uh, memories and things like that, and it, it does work very well. It's only, say, about, probably about, nearly about halfway through the story, you realise, well, actually, no, he isn't the Doctor. And he starts to work out who he is. But he becomes a sort of pseudo-companion, and... Uh, as I said, I watched the, Conf- the Confidential. In a way, it was the Doctor becoming his own companion because he started off as being the companion to the man who he was telling was the Doctor because that's the way that he wanted to play it. I think that Neil Morrissey, yeah, could have been a good Doctor. I know he's, he's always been put in there as a Doctor. I don't think he ever will now because having always played it, I don't think he'd want to do it again. We had the, the companion who... Rosetta, who was a very good companion, I think, you know, did everything that a companion to the Doctor would do. So again, it, there was there were so many parallels to the real Doctor with this, not fake Doctor, um, I wouldn't call him that, but this uh, implied Doctor, I think that's the best way of doing it. The story itself, yep, yeah, Sidemen coming in, taking over, uh, they're going to use the children as slave labour, they want to power it up, never quite clear exactly what they were going to do. I thought they were going to take the children and convert them to cyber people. Uh, cyber children? Could you have cyber children? Probably probably not, because they wouldn't, would they develop? Would they grow? I suppose not. I suppose you have to have fully mature people to be converted to cybermen, but certainly you've got the cyber king, and again, the way the cyber king was not the person we expected it to be, and then the person who actually turned into cyber king wasn't who they were, but it's good as well. You had somebody who could take on the cybermen. Uh, Mercy, um, and I can't remember, uh, Hartigan, was actually able to take on the Cybermen and beat them. And at the end, she she became herself again. But what was she going to do? I mean, you know, we, we never knew that. Would she actually turn back on the Cybermen? But obviously she didn't get a chance because the Doctor effectively killed her, which was he tried to save her, couldn't do it. But I thought, you know, when she had the dark eyes and the lies of her own, she realised what was going on. I thought it was very well worked. Uh, the massive cyber shit coming out this Thames uh, didn't like that. Was silly. Uh, you know, we've never seen anything like that before. Where's it come from? It's never been seen again since. So I think it's probably realised it just it just didn't work to me. That didn't. Uh, you could have done without it. We didn't need it. And you know, when it just got you know, it just came out there, came out, got destroyed. That was it. It just didn't seem to serve any purpose. That. 
Stops himself turning to, but he still does run in a very funny way, doesn't it? <laughs> uh, you know, but I think at the end, when he's, he's sort of admitting, you know, the doctor's always lonely, he's always alone, you know, they break his heart when people leave. You know, we seem to get that more and more about the doctor understanding his relationships with, with people who are ephemeral, whereas he will go on forever. But at the end, you know, when he went off and had Christmas dinner with uh, Jackson and his son and Rosetta, I thought that was a nice touch that was. It just shows the doctor does have, does have some some elements of humanity in him i think always hungry um so yeah <laughs> i thoroughly enjoyed this i thought the uh, the references to the the tires being a bloom was quite good i thought the sonic screwdriver was was actually very funny was a good moment. there were some very good comedy moments in there i mean as um rtd did say it wasn't one of it's a pantomime in times because it was obviously set, you know, set around christmas um but there were some good touches oh, in there which thoroughly enjoyed so i think yeah good story very enjoyable good one for christmas be seeing you. That's Andy Nanny, everybody. Oh, thanks, Andy. Mm. Right, stuff coming through on the live feed. Is it live? Valentine Butcher, I have admitted omitted Kirby's part. That sounds a bit painful. Poor, poor Kirby. <laughs> That's why he's not here this week. Yes, have an operation, have it sewed back on. And, Maybe um, he was on his arm. <laughs> uh, Lillian Robin says, last pick I saw of Kirby was that he was bald and had no hair to part. Oh, what's another pun relating to <laughs> Kirby's part? Is she a bit? Is, is Lydian being baldest? Oh, you stop it! <laughs> yeah. No, sorry. I've got to. I've got to look out for everybody, Deb, because everyone's got to be. You're uh, looking out for everyone. Are you being yeah. everythingist? Yeah. No, that I am. I've got to look out for everybody. Everythingist. Because, you know, because you know some people don't know they're being offended, so I've got to tell them <laughs> they're being offended. Isn't that the way that isn't that the way the world works? These yes, days? it is. You've got to watch out for the offendees. Yes, exactly. Um, Even the ones that don't know they've been offended until no one won't know. I can hear a, someone, <laughs> someone's alarm going off. <laughs> I can hear an alarm going off. I hope it's not mine. All right, and in re- reference now, I just thought we should know that Andy mentioned about the um, big the ship heck? coming out the Thames. I was outside. Someone's a car alarm gun. Um, no, the, um, the the doctor realising that he can't have a relationship because his companions either die or leave or whatever, and he, he's always going to outlive them. Um, when the thirteenth doctor was sort of trying to not fall in love with Yaz, um, it was a reference that that doctor made that you know that he just can't or she just can't because and if you look at the the regeneration bit in the in the trailer i hope they haven't killed off yaz at that point because oh, the doctor says, yes i hope they haven't killed off for that because i want to see her face when she regenerates and um our, our new doctor appears because that'll be a bit of a shock for her it really will <laughs> actually, I, I, I retract my old wish they'd killed her, and I hope they'd Why leave her. Yes. And see her absolutely. Oh my goodness! That would be my face this morning. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't, doesn't, te- it doesn't bear a, a, a completely different look than Ryan. Remember Ryan, the companion for the first two series. No, okay. Well, I'll just talk to myself then. Rylan, it'd be like um, falling in love with your brother. Yeah. Well, there you go. We'll see how that pans out. Is that out. an Isle of like... thing? What? You mean Ryan? Ryan, what did I say, Rylan? Yeah. <laughs> Rylan, yes, with a with a good. Oh, oh, I don't come up on my cars. On the on the kitchen surface, very unhygienic. Yeah, sorry. Um, 
How is he? Yeah, Ryan. Ryan yes. But How so... has Ryland Clark Neal got himself a show on the radio? <laughs> the bloke can't bloody talk. You know, how are you got yourself mentioned in this podcast? <laughs> anyway, back to Doctor Who. Um, yeah, I just feel that for me, that would be quite a satisfactory end because all this, oh, I love you, yes, oh, I love you, Doctor. And she's going to die and she's going to regenerate Yay! and become the new Doctor. Um, and I just want to see Yaz's face. <laughs> That's what Yaz will do. <laughs> She'll just go, oh! Anyway. Do you remember the, do you remember the, the scene when the Doctor starts to regenerate at the end of Stolen Earth? And um, she's going, no, you can't, you can't, I've just found you. And of course he doesn't. Um, but, but <laughs> it. You can't. You can't. Oh no, you have. You uh, can't. <laughs> yeah. Right then. So Ben, do you still have your 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 um special bit uh, that you <laughs> compile for oh, do, our show? Oh, do I? Do you? Do I? Let's find out. <laughs> live from the Indie Rock Disco Radio Studio One, the game show nobody's talking about. This is How Aged Are They? How aged are they? How aged are they? How aged are they? That's what the game's about. How aged are they? How aged are they? How aged are they? they? Get ready to find out. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Hello, welcome to How Aged Are They? The Doctor Who quiz. That's a quiz. Why have you suddenly turned into Tony Blackburn? Well, I'm sorry. It's the DJ training I had. Oh, okay, okay. The Doctor Who actor who's recently had a birthday age guessing quiz currently featuring on the 20 megabyte Doctor Who. Do you need some tunes? Your your nose has gone all bunged up. (laughs) My tune's loud. Not loud enough, did you say? The rules are simple. There are three rounds. In every round, I give you one actor from Doctor Who history who's recently celebrated or are soon to celebrate their birthday, unless they're a Jehovah's Witness. <laughs> the contestants have to try and guess the actor's age to score as few points as possible. If they guess the actor's age correctly, they get an exact answer. No points are added to their score if they're one year away, either over or under. It's one point. If they're two away, it's two points. And so on. At the end of today's three rounds, the points are added up. The person with the lowest score is today's winner to ensure fair play. The contestants will take it in turns to start each round. And just so no one guesses one year away from each other's answer for all three rounds and tries to spoil the fun, we have some Kirby rules. Woo! Also, if no one says, if anyone says, I don't know, or similar, ten points are added to their score. The weekly scores and winners' bonuses are added up across the series, and the winner will be crowned at some point. But before we play, how aged are they? We better meet today's contestants. First up Eventually. is Adam Pearson. Adam, 72, is well known on the Isle of Wight for his Grease tribute act, where he plays both Danny Zuko and Sandy Olsen. His shows have sometimes attracted up to seven people, most of whom demand a refund at the end of the show. Oh, Adam. Adam once auditioned for the musical Starlight Express, but didn't get the part because he couldn't roller skate. 
Debbie, 57, worked as a washerwoman from the 1860s. She could be seen every morning leaving her house, carrying her mangle with her washboard under her arm before she jumps on the number 12 bus, which takes her to the century before last. <laughs> uh, where was I? There we are. Debbie is also a keen tightrope walker. But let's now play How Aged Are They? Half an hour later. Picked a spot on the side of my head and it's bleeding. Round one is Richard Grand Easterhusen, or better known as Richard E. Grant. Richard played the Doctor in The Scream of the Schalke, the Doctor in Doctor Who and the Curse of the Fatal Death, and Doctor Simeon in The Snowman and the Name of the Doctor. And the great intelligence in the bells of St. John. He was born on the 5th of May. The 5th of May. But how aged is Richard E. Grant? We'll start with Adam Pearson. Uh, 65. And Debbie. Well, that was going to be my answer, so I have to say 63. <laughs> <laughs> I bet she gets it right. She's so jammy. That's round one done. Shall we move on to round two? Good. Should we have some music underneath? It's a bit... No, bit no, no. Oh, I should no. Have got some... <laughs> prefer it without the music. Yeah. No, it's not an American production, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Number two is Christina Cole. Christina Cole played Lilith in the Shakespeare Code. She queued. <laughs> it's been ever, ever so British there, wasn't I? The Shakespeare Code. Uh, she was born on the 8th of May. The 8th of May. Happy birthday. That's yeah, today. Indeed. That's very good, Debbie. Yes, Debbie. I deliberately put it in because today's the 8th of May. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't here last time we did it when I completely got the month wrong, but that's a <laughs> That, that was just something, uh, that was that was something. Uh... <laughs> anyway, uh, Christina Cole, 8th of May. Debbie, what year? How old? How old? How aged are they? You get the I game right, yeah. Bang on 40, I do. Bang on 40. And Adam Pearson? 33. 33, you say? OK, let's move on to the final round. This is round three. And the contestant in round three, well, not the contestant, the actor is, oh, we know him, it's Finlay Robertson. Oh! Bugger, I got, got my maths wrong then. He played Larry Nightingale in Blink. Oh, we like Blink, don't oh, we? I love him, yeah. Yeah, Blink's very, very good. <laughs> oh, the crowd like Blink as well. <laughs> <laughs> He was born. (laughs) (laughs) He was born on the second of May, which is the same day as my grandma. Yeah, that's true. Happy birthday, grandma. She would have been 103. Bless her. I love my grandma. (laughs) I miss her. Um, Adam, Finlay Robinson, Larry Nightingale in Blink, born the second of May. But how aged are they? Uh, 44. And Deborah. 48. 48. Lily Robbins says 47. Does she now? She's not, she's not playing, well, but I just sort of pop, pop, well, pop that in there. Well, we know what uh, what Lillian Robbins like, don't we? 
Yes, we do. She's the one who goes on Wikipedia and then gives <laughs> the answer. <laughs> We've called her out. Anyway, uh, that's the end of part one of How Aged Are They? We'll be back with the scores and the winner as soon as Adam's uh, done a few bits now. Uh, stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. And it's uh, been great talking to you. See you soon. Well, Lily Robert follows up with, I lost it in, lost internet, or I would have been irritating some more. <laughs> all right, Lily, I lost interest a long <laughs> time ago. <laughs> Doctor Who news. Is there any? Yeah, there is. Uh, we, I'm not going to talk about the, the ratings <gasps> for Legend of the Sea Devils. Absolutely appalling. You should be ashamed of yourself, Chibnall. You have dragged <laughs> Doctor Who to its lowest depths, even lower Lowest time and the Rani's viewership. Did you do that deliberately? You are a... Uh, fill in your own answer. Right then, Doctor Who magazine 577, uh, featuring the 13th Doctor and a couple of her iconic baddies behind her Ooh. on the cover, one of which is that um, that postman. Remember the postman from that... Was it the... Pat with the cat? No, the, the the one that was based on Amazon. I'll come uh, Oh, hang on, the dog wants to come in. Oh, and, I, and all I want to say is Bazinga, and I know it's not that. Bazinga? <laughs> that's the in Big Bang Theory. No, no, that's what I said. It's a good cover, anyway. It's a nice picture of Jodie, I should say. Really good pose and facial expression. And it says that, um, that what's in it, and you can buy this at whoone.co.uk and get it shipped out to the United States of America, anywhere else around the world, by the way. Um... In his most extensive and revealing interview ever, Chris Utter, fill your own gap, Chibnall, looks back at his useless time as Doctor Who showrunner and, and shares detailed insights into how to ruin a perfectly decent Adam? TV show. Adam? Yes? Kablam. Kablam. That's a good one, actually. Quite a good episode, that. Um, featuring and wasted opportunity there with Lee Mack. Director Paul Joyce provides a commentary on the stills that created fancy backdrops to his 1981 story, Warrior's Gate. How Doctor Who became the part... Sorry. Oh, the Fortnite Doctor Who. I haven't even had to dabble in that yet. Uh, yes, I'll probably missed the bus there with that one. Moving on. That's uh, Doctor Who magazine 577. Anne Davies, uh, 1934 to 2022, uh, says the actress Anne Davies has died at the age of 87. She appeared in five episodes of 1964 story Dalek Invasion of Earth. She played Jenny, the freedom fighter. So uh, that's a bit of a sad one. Um, I did notice that, um, there was a post that Toby Hado posted about the, the actor that played Mr. Ollis in The Three Doctors, who's just celebrated his 98th birthday. Um, I'm surprised you didn't use that one, Ben, actually. Uh, if you had done, I, I would have known. You might have done. Yeah. Um, Verity Lambert Heritage Plaque Rededication, the Doctor Who Appreciation Society, has rededicated its plaque to, in the honour of uh, Doctor Who's first producer, Verity Lambert, at a special event in London. It now says, the show that Verity Lambert produced and got ruined by Chris Bloody Chibnall um, mm. was born here. Oh, worked here, sorry. <laughs> Excuse Steady. me. Steady on there, Ben. Hold um, on. When I cough, I can turn my microphone down and then you can't hear it. <laughs> Doctor Who Worlds of Wonder, a new blockbuster <laughs> exhibition of Doctor Who Worlds of Wonder will be coming to Liverpool in the summer. What's that all about? I think he's making a cappuccino. Oh, right. <laughs> oh, sorry, a Baldrick I'm... style. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, hit, in the... I hit the mic 
quiet button, I hope. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the exhibition at World Museum on the 27th of May will include contributions from stars across the fields of science and entertainment. A lot. Oh, I'm not there, so I what's going, going on there? Not there. Oh, God. Sorry, I thought I'd press the button again. <laughs> Along with the opportunity to find out more about the many links between Liverpool and a long-running sci-fi show. Mark Gatiss, co-creator of BBC's Sherlock and writer of several episodes of Doctor Who, will narrate the exhibition and um, talk about his time when he met me and Debbie. Uh, <laughs> um, lovely Debbie oh, McGee. Exclusive. This is an exclusive of the 20 megabyte Doctor Who podcast. The BBC has named Shooty Gatwa as the 14th Doctor, taking over from Jodie Whittaker at the end of autumn 2022. Oh, the autumn 2022 episode. The 29-year-old actor will be the first non-white performer to take the lead role in the series' 59th history. Gatwa is best known for his award-winning performances, Eric Effiong in the Netflix comedy drama series Sex Education. In fact, he is the most iconic Garrett in the in it. Just saying. Um, he's it. also got the in most. It. He's got also got the, the the best line in the whole series that everybody remembers. that's seen it. Um, and it, it says he's be, he's the first actor, third actor to be cast as the Doctor by Russell G Davis. And um, he was originally born in Rwanda. Um, so um, when I see the name Rwanda, it always makes me think of the Marvel. The Macan- Macanda, is it Macanda? Oh, it's a, the Marvel African country. I reckon you could play the Black Panther, actually. What did Wakanda you say? Macanda. Wakanda, well, Wakanda yeah. Very similar name, isn't it? Um, anyway, so um, that's it then, really. That's uh, exclusive to the 20 megabyte Doctor Who podcast. It's, have you done the results yet, Ben? Uh, no, but I've just got to point out what? that um, I've been listening to what you've been saying, and on behalf of Chris Chibnall, I think you're being a little bit harsh on him. <laughs> um, I think you sound like a troll from The Hobbit. It's incognito. <laughs> He's trying to be incognito because he doesn't want to be recognised. Uh, I'm, I'm not being incognito at all. I'm being nobody in that respect. Yeah, Which is exactly what incognito is. I just think that you're being way too harsh. Now you're being someone. a smurf. And how does being a smurf help the situation? It's really hard to, to do well on his job. But unfortunately, due to a lack of talent, he's been crap. Oh, it sounds like Raf Hassenhutl. Right then, moving on. Well, sir. Anyway, the results are ready if you want them. Please, let's have the results. Let's do this. Uh, Debbie's won, by the way, because she's jamming. Hello, 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 and welcome back to How Aged Are They? <laughs> My name's Ben. <laughs> Over there's Adam. <laughs> she... Funny, and she's, oh, there's Adam, and then ben, and then Debbie laughs. I mean, that, that's just typical of this show, isn't it? Really? <laughs> I mean, that's just how funny. I just literally thought of that as I did. That wasn't scripted. I, that, I just did that. I'm off the Somebody cuff. gold. Now. Yeah, it really was. I, I, are you recording this anywhere? Because I need to. I might need to listen to that bit again and put it on my my show reel. Because that, that was. Don't, don't, don't. <laughs> Write down what I watched this week. 
Anyway, uh, the results are in for this week's How Aged Are They? If you remember, we had three Doctor Who actors or actresses <laughs> who recently had a birthday, and our contestants had to guess how old they were or how aged are they. Uh, the first, first actor was Richard E. Grant, and uh, Richard E. Grant was, well, let's have a look at this. Debbie thought he was 63 years old. <laughs> say 65 because um adam had said it adam said he was 65 years old and he is indeed 65 <laughs> we have an exact answer do i get bonus points um no you get no points don't you yes you get yes no points. you don't want points yes you can have bonus points if you want to make no zero will do it's like a hole in one <laughs> yes so adam gets no points and debbie gets two points <laughs> I don't know what's funny. What's not funny? Yes, crowd, you're being rude (laughs) and mean to Debbie. Stop it. Whoa, 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 whoa. It's my show. It's my show. You lot shut up and only respond when I press the button for you. Uh, Right, person number two was Christina Cole, a Lilith from the Shakespeare Code. Adam said that she was 33. Debbie said that she was 40. Oh, did I actually say how old um, Richard E. Grant was? Yeah, I did, yes, didn't I? Yes, yes, I did. Exactly. I, I got th- this audience is being really. Oh! Stop it! Stop it! <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, Christina Cole was born in 1982, making her 39 years of age. Adam said she was 33. He gets six points. Debbie said she was 40. She only gets one point, boys and girls. Uh, I thought that might happen. So it's all on the line as we go into the final round. The final person we talked about was Finlay Robertson. Larry Nightingale from Blink. We like Blink, don't we? Yes. Thanks for that. We love Blink. Finlay Robinson was born on the 2nd of May, 1975. Adam said he was 44. Debbie said he was 48. He was 47. Debbie gets one point. Adam gets three points. I knew that would happen. That means the final scores are Adam is a loser with nine and Debbie is a winner with four. (laughs) What a surprise. Thank you very much for watching and listening and playing along with How Aged Are They? We'll be back next week with another round. Take care till then, everybody. Ciao, Bella. <laughs> I was I did say that I'd messed up the maths on that second question. David Tennant as the doctor. <laughs> there you go, I'm done. Right then, <laughs> before we move on to the last segment of the show, which will be actually quite quick this week, <laughs> Fantasy Con News. Right, go on. So behind no. the scenes, uh, I had I sent out a press release uh, for Fantasy oh! and, and very kind friends, uh, I'm going to call them friends because they did mention us, uh, Isle of Wight Radio posted and shared a link to what's going on and picked out a couple of our guests for their, their particular production and nicked different pictures of them off the internet. So basically they um, announced Hebe Beardsall and uh, Clive Mantle's appearances uh, as their star feature of, of Fantasy College. Yep. And uh, what else did we... Uh, oh, oh, yeah, so... Um, what else happened? Uh, that was about it. So I didn't anything from County Press. It's a bit of a lot of white County Press. Uh, absolutely useless. 
Um, don't quote me on that, obviously. Uh, that's it. Right, Slag them off. That's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, oh, how to make friends. So it, it leads me <laughs> to, um, to, to reiterate what we've got coming to FantasyCon. FantasyCon in association with Wessex Cancer Trust. Hold on. We have... White VR, which is a very exciting virtual reality um, experience. Um, uh, so that would be quite good fun. Kai Owen, who was an actor who appeared in most series of Torchwood. We also he have Retro cracking. Gaming, as provided by... Gwen, didn't he? Yes, yes. As provided by uh, Mick, uh, who is um, mine and Dev's henchman for the weekend. Um Fidel's Dream, 3D printing. So I'm, I'm just thinking of an object of my body that I can get 3D printed. <laughs> it might be, might be quite... Your nose. <laughs> I, I haven't got well, a big nose. Well, How dare you? I mean, I was going to say, I mean, if you go for anything else, it may not take very long to you... print. <laughs> no, I was thinking, I was more thinking, thinking of a one-finger salute that I could sort of just get 3D printed and then put in the on the back sort of shelf of the car. From what I've heard, uh, that one-finger salute would still take longer to print. <laughs> Than your nose. Yes. I don't know what you're thinking I was talking about. The movie star, Craig Fairbrass, uh, is also coming along. Who's um, a long list of... Uh, he's the star of a long list of Tough Nut movies uh, made in the UK. Um, Carla Mendonca, who um, played the mum in My Parents at Aliens. She's currently in Coronation Street. And she's the wife of Clive Mantle, who is uh, almost... Uh, a British, uh, not icon. Institution. Institution, that's it, yes. He He's an institution. He He's a bloody institution, isn't he? Joseph Milson, who was um, Maria's dad in Sarah Jane Adventures, amongst other things, but also he was in uh, Moon Knight, the, the absolutely superb Marvel series, which has just finished. I thought you were talking uh, about the Bruce Willis thing from the eighties. Our old sponsors, Moon Heroes, will be there and are, are looking after. Minifigure montage. We'll be making some minifigure montages and also um, sponsoring our Lego Zone. Uh, silver screen autographs. Um, always a must at a convention. People selling autographs uh, of people that aren't there as well, specifically. Uh, Dragon's we Castle. Last time though, Adam. Hey. Don't they whinge a lot about not having a wall? No, they they didn't. They weren't there. Oh, uh, right. You're thinking about the other um, autograph people. Um, oh, fair enough. Dragon's well, Castle. Right, then. <laughs> they sell um, sort of uh, like uh, it says here a wonderful range of good condition secondhand TV movie related toys and collectible items. Uh, the Glen Arnold cosplay competition, which I have billed as the main event for FantasyCon. It's a cosplay competition, if that and that for me is what. Uh, cons are all about cosplay, uh, and I'm planning to go to uh, what's it called? Destination Star Trek, which is a convention in October, um, featuring fingers crossed William Shatner. Uh, oh, and I've already wow. decided that my um, my cosplay is going to be the red shirt, um, you know, um, crew Don't member with a doctor. with a <laughs> hole in it, you know, with a burnt hole in. I'm trying to describe my cosplay with a burnt shot through hole in its chest. So I'm, obviously they can always get killed, don't they? The red shirt. So that's my plan, uh, cosplay plan. Hebe Beards will obviously played Ariana Grande, Ariana Grande, who played Ariana Dumbledore, real person. Ariana Dumbledore in, in Harry Potter. Uh, Hellfirecrafts, one of our uh, longest uh, running friends of the of the 
convention. Um, we'll be making some crafty stuff. Board gaming will be back. That was quite popular, wasn't it, Debbie? When are you, when are you going to release um, the picture opportunities? When's that going there to get There aren't going to be any because we haven't got a photographer. Oh, shame. I know Duncan's not available and Neil's not available, so therefore we do not have a photographer. And I won't have time, I'm sorry, Debbie, but I will not You're have, have time to set up a photo studio and do pictures. So uh, unless somebody's oh. going to be very generous, rock up with a photography studio and printer... Uh, that will not be happening. So we're going to do um, s- selfies. Will be available to purchase, and we'll hopefully well, have with you a, a place where you can do your your selfies with the stars. Well, that's oh, I thought something. you meant I thought you meant you were selling selfies with you. Um, <laughs> if needs be, I was thinking if you want to do a successful business, mate, try another one. That's fancy gone news, right then. What I've watched this week, not a lot. What have you watched? <laughs> Uh, I tell you what, it's a really good series on. Um, well, I've been watching a, um, a series on what's it called again? Discovery Plus, um, where it's basically it's some um, artifacts in museums and their backstories. It's a very long-running series, but it's very oh, it's interesting. Brilliant, isn't it? Oh, you watched that one? Yeah. Cool. Love that one. There's another new series about the lost cities. This, this bloke, it's a, again a long-running series. I've just started watching that, uh, where it's an archaeological-style thing. Um, so a couple of really good series there. Uh, I haven't watched the TikTok uh, um, menace, whatever it's called, on there, but that is in my uh, queue to watch. We finished watching uh, a series called Moonlight, as I alluded to. Absolutely superb. Moonlighting strangers. No, moonlight. Moonlight, not moonlight. Shut up. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> hang on. I might have made a, a, a list of what I actually have watched. We finished watching oh. a, a, a series called Married at First Sight Australia. Uh, oh, um, uh, Rianne from um, from Wet Leg came in the shop this morning um, with a friend who appeared to be bouncing off the walls of the shop. Um, I don't know what she'd taken, but it was not appropriate to take that at half past not ten in the morning. Um, I've got a story that will beat that. <laughs> <laughs> um, Astonbury. Oh, um, apparently, um, what's uh, what's Han Solo's favourite? bread that was ciabatta um oh that wasn't that was a joke sorry that wasn't um what i'd been watching i thought, I it, apologize. I thought han solo's favorite bread was garlic bread right. i thought he liked it with a little bit of cheese on as well yeah what do you want about? cheese han solo I'm talking about. Cheese, yeah <laughs> we'd, we'd obviously heard the same thing debbie <laughs> or, or both made it up at the same time and whatever whatever it was <laughs> i've got so many notes here i've gone past where i what, 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 Anyway, so I think that's probably the main thing I watched this week. We meant to go and watch a new movie called Doctor Strange and Multiverse Thingy Jig, whatever you want to call. It. But unfortunately, both times I wanted to go and watch it uh, when my father-in-law was really ill, so I didn't get, we didn't get a chance to go and watch it. Uh, so we've rebooked it for the 11th, uh, which is the day before my birthday and the day before the birthday of this show, rather appropriately. So hopefully, going to go and watch that then. Um, Does that mean we can eat cake? Long. What? When it's the show's birthday. No. I eat cake all the time. It doesn't have to be a birthday. Exactly. So, but, but, but it's, a, it's a reason to, Adam. I suppose there is a reason there. Yeah, um, exactly. I won't feel bad for eating so much cake on the, on the podcast. I really bad birthday. if I suddenly remember something I've watched and I haven't, haven't watched I have, or have watched and I haven't. Have you, tell stuff. us something about you haven't that you haven't watched. Everything. Oh, how was it? Terrible. Oh, that's a shame. Did I you didn't enjoy it? My, no, <laughs> I've just been watching stuff that on the... Oh, yeah, they'll finish watching um, Aircraft Investigation Series 20 as well on, on Disney. On, yeah, it was on Disney. Um, again, 
a very good series, uh, and not everybody in the in the series died, which I thought was quite uh, quite nice. Did all the planes um, crash? Planes crashed, but not everybody uh, died. Yeah. You find that in that show. Mm. So that's it. I'm going to move on to Ben. What have you been watching this week? I find that show very repetitive. If they'd have one where a plane didn't crash, it, it's like Titanic, you know what's going to happen at the I mean, end. Yeah. It would just be like everyone would be watching it, go, "What the hell? <laughs> the plane has the plane landed safely." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. From the top, uh, last night we watched Peter Rabbit two, which was um, it, I found it very very funny. I find James Corden incredibly annoying, uh, but the film was uh, the film was very funny because yeah, yeah, it's very clever. I love the way that though, even though it's obviously you know aimed at six year olds, <laughs> there were so many gags in it that they're for adults. Yeah, I love that, and I think yeah, just brilliant. And that was yeah, very funny. Story was very very weak. Um, mostly over the last fortnight because we haven't done it for a fortnight, I watched the snooker, uh, the World Championship snooker, which was just the best snooker championships ever. The, the quality was so high, uh, and I loved every minute of that, and I watched just about every frame all week, and uh, I barely saw the wife, which she was probably very pleased with. <laughs> Um, I've watched lots of old Top of the Popses from uh, BBC Four. They're currently in 1992. And, uh, I mean, the only bad thing about them is the god-awful presenters. Why did they ever take off the Radio 1 DJs and put on Tony Doughty and Sam Franklin or everything? Useless. Um, But apart from that, the music's good. I saw a fantastic uh, Manic Street Preachers concert on bbc2 a couple of uh, a week or so ago it was just brilliant and it's just re- completely rekindled my love for uh for all things manix and uh finally uh our evening viewing for the last week or two have been uh channel 4's stand up to cancer bake-offs um we've um watched all five uh, well all of the latest series are now we're now watching them from, I think, series one. So, um, and, and it's not so much the cakes and the baking. I mean, I love cake, <laughs> clearly, but um, it's the. I think it's a very, very funny show. Uh, it's um, who has it got? What's his name? Uh, Noel Fielding, and at the moment, it's got Sandy Togsvig, and I've always loved Sandy Togsvig. I thought she's brilliant, and she's very funny. And with Noel Fielding, they just present that show in a, in a very, very comedy manner, and it makes me laugh a lot. And I do get to look at cakes which is good. Um, and that r- concludes what I've watched this week. Debbie, over to you. <laughs> well, um... Nice take-up. I've watched a lot of um, Abandoned Engineering this week. It's definitely been an aban- Abandoned Engineering week. I'm still watching an awful lot of BBC News, uh, but not quite as obsessively as I was. And... Uh, yeah, we've done a few films. Uh, what films? I'm just trying to remember because uh, there's been a lot of sitting outside around the fire this week. So it's been such nice evenings. Oh, to... I was hoping there wasn't a problem. No, no, just, <laughs> it's been lovely. We've been sat outside. We've been outside sitting. But have you been making up songs around the uh, around burning logs in, a, no, in an oil can? Yeah. <laughs> We've been meaning to watch a lot of things. We're desperate to watch the Pentaveret, which is just out on Netflix. So we'll be watch, starting that this week. We were meant to start watching that, and we haven't. And um, 
There's also um, the I watched the Lucy was the uh, program about Notre Dame after the fire and how they're doing with that. And that was really interesting. And I've watched Doctor Who a few times this week, different different ones. I just went random and picked some from Hartnell era and um, Davis era. Did you just put it on shuffle? Pretty much, yeah. I've got my, <laughs> got my computer, so I just went, yeah, have that one. Just shuffle, which yeah. is, I mean, it, it works, I suppose, if you've got all of the stories, all the uh, episodes of the story in the same <laughs> kind of like a saved file. Otherwise, you get episode one from that yes. one, episode seven from series twenty-three. That's what did used to happen. Now I have it actually. Just that like would actually friends. be really entertaining, wouldn't it? If you could just put every single episode on random. And just, just I know, and we've watched every single story, so I can now go, oh yeah, that's from that. You know, but for a minute, you are just sat there going. Huh? <laughs> did did, did this, we this, generate it already? This cliffhanger didn't match the end of the last one. <laughs> how, how does that resolve it? <laughs> I think that'd be very good. I might try and do that. Every single episode. And, uh, yeah. and I'll have a couple of hours every week of just watching random, <laughs> just put it on shuffle and just see what. Shuffle Doctor Who, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Or you just go onto the horror channel because at any given time there's a different Doctor Who. That's on. just random, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> that is they so never, amusing. You can't tell which one it's. It just says Doctor Who and it's like, okay, who is it? <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure, actually, Debbie, when I was watching the horror channel once, a different episode started after the ad break. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've seen that happen before. Yeah. Yeah, it came out with yeah. something just completely different. Yep, and then you're like, what? <laughs> Was I? Am I? What, man? <laughs> Have I drunk that much? <laughs> so anyway. Uh, is it still Thursday? <laughs> Robert Vince Jr. says, so I guess Ben is going to watch the show now with this news. Oh, God, I don't think... You... Robert, you haven't been watching this show? <laughs> no, 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 no. no. That, 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 that. You can't type sarcastically. <laughs> I know he's being sarcastic. He knows, oh. he knows my feelings. He, yeah, he's back. Yeah, my choice then. Yeah. Uh, right, that's almost it uh, for the. Oh yeah, well, we, I've got to find out when we're recording next, actually, because obviously next time it's going to be—is it Waters of Mars or? Is, no, it's the, oh, the no, Planet it's of the Dead. Oh, Planet yes. of the Dead. Yes. The bloody bus again. The bloody bus. But there were the Marvel, um, a Marvel star in, in the next episode. That. Uh, so today out, is the eighth. Uh, so 15th. next week is the fifteenth. Are, are you around or are you? Are yes, you, I'm. I'll be. I'll be there. I'm away at the end of the month. To suffer this once wedding. again. Um, yes, this seems to I'm take a long. Wedding, wedding in Plymouth at the end of the month, so I can't do the last. It seems week. like an awful long time to 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 get to the end of the the um the tenant era seems to be dragging out I I thought we'd finished tenant in like February but we're still still dragging uh, on we're still going <laughs> well that's because Adam keeps on taking three weeks off three weeks off I'm busy too. it's a wedding season um, yeah. you can only get married once Adam otherwise you're called a bigamist <laughs> unless you get divorced first yeah and then you're called a divorcee and then you're called a husband again but anyway I'm I'm going to um Go I'm going to wrap up the show and um, <laughs> the dogs are barking and waking up my wife and that's not good. Oh. So I'm going to oh, leave you with this thought. Hey, dogs, get on your bed. I'm going to leave you with this thought. What do you get if you put an avocado in the oven and bake it for an hour? Oh, Don't good. tell a joke at the end of a podcast because people won't tune back into the next an one. An avocado loaf. Right. I did want... <laughs> Do you know what? How many people now are just going to go, actually, that's just so bad. I'm not going to tune in for the next one. 
One. <laughs> oh, well, we've only got four listeners, so that's over the half of them. Four wheels, exactly. There's more people doing this show a lot. Many time. a true word is said in jest. But all right, I'll leave joking. you with a. I'll leave you another thought then. What did no, Captain? No, don't leave. No, Adam, what... have you not learned your lesson? All right, you're having my favourite one then. What's big and red and lies on its back? A dead bus. <laughs> right. <laughs> and what did Captain Picard say to the driver of the seed drill? Make it so. Goodbye. Oh. I'm seriously, Goodbye, I'm, not yeah. I'm, not, I'm not coming back. I'm not coming back. That's it. Death I'm done. <laughs> so many people have just gone, yeah, I am. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, hang on. Oh, no, what the? Lillian. Jeez. What? Lillian what says, <laughs> um, uh, you can almost watch Doctor Who randomly on Pluto TV and they'll show episodes in order, but in ran- but random stories. Megabyte Doctor Who podcast is an APV Services production sponsored by whoone.co.uk, lavazi.co.uk. We are a proud member of the Doctor Who Podcast Alliance. Doctor Who is a trademark of the BBC. No copyright infringement intended.